2: The COB is presented
1: by Rabobank. Awarded 2023 SMSF Savings Bank of the Year by Mozo.
0: Welcome to the COB. It's great to have you company this afternoon. I'm Kyle Rodder with Juliet Sali. Uh, obviously, Juliet, you're here, so it must be a Thursday. And uh, well, actually, let's see when the market finished up. Yeah. So we strung three days of gains together to start the week. Let's see where we are uh, now on the CFO 200. <laughs> well, Pretty we'll call flat. it flat. Yeah.
1: Yeah, indeed. And uh, this is, as we've been mentioning, in terms of the final re- day of reporting season as well. So the day that companies had to file to the ASX buy and uh, really interesting to see. There was a bit of buying around lunchtime, maybe in the afternoon session as well, but we have ended fairly unchanged there.
0: Yeah, definitely. End of month uh, as well. So we'll see yeah. how we open tomorrow, of course. Uh, the first day of spring. So I guess hope does spring eternal. But uh, let's get to the three themes, shall we? Yeah. And, uh, well, I guess what have we got here?
1: Well, we're looking at, at the China data and, of course, we did see manufacturing activity there contract for a fifth month. So that really alludes to the fact that mm. is there going to be need for more stimulus to come through, particularly to support that uh, property sector, which remains a big headache for investors globally. Uh, we've also been looking, though, at uh, what happened with Qantas. I'm still
0: owing me money, Qantas.
1: So are you in that group of people that are going to be trying to get credit from them? Because- uh,
0: well, I mean, yeah, for a different reason, though. I, I um, booked a flight a couple of weeks ago, made a mistake on it, I admittedly. Yeah. But I changed it, and they said, that's fine, we'll change it, we'll send you the refund, and mm. the refund hasn't come back yet.
1: Well, I mean, that's only a week. We're talking about people that booked flights a long time ago and Mm. and that's why the ACCC has said that they are going to launch legal action against Qantas. So this is after it alleged that it was advertising and selling flights 8,000. That it already knew were going to be cancelled as it tried to recover from the COVID pandemic. So, Qantas, of course, saying this was a, a time of upheaval and an unprecedented time for the airline industry, but certainly Qantas shares have taken a big hit on that today.
0: Yeah, and well, perhaps they lacked match fitness at the time. Maybe we can put it on uh, put it on that. But um, reporting season report card. Uh, you already mentioned that Anyone who reports after today gets a little bit of a slap on the wrist from slap the ASX. Slap on the wrist, yes. Um, but I think, um, well, I guess the the, the constant feedback we be, uh, we're getting. From from people who have uh, given us their appraisal on reporting season, was that mm. it's just really volatile.
1: Absolutely, I did a little bit of digging on FN Arena. Thanks to Danny for helping me navigate that <laughs> site. Look, um, about three hundred and fifty companies that that they looked at the assessment. There, thirty-one percent were a beat, forty-two percent were in line, twenty-eight percent were a miss. When you look at what happened in twenty twenty-two, so a year ago in August, it's pretty much exactly the same. So you've got about a third a beat, a third a miss. So, you know, is that is that a theme coming through in terms of whether or not analysts are getting it wrong a third of the time.
0: Yeah, well, you do they <laughs> certainly uh seems to be anyway. But uh, let's uh, look at some of the sectors of the day, shall we? See where the strength and weakness might have been found. We'll start with metals and mining, and um, oh, that's a fairly mixed picture. I, I would imagine with Newcrest down, that might be a gold story once again. Um, but uh, BHP, Rio Tinto, Uh, And Fortescue, all high, which uh, always helps.
1: Yeah, absolutely. A big jump there in Fortescue, which started the day in the red. Let's have a look at some of the consumer staples stocks as well. Uh, Woolworths, of course, going ex-div, so that very much weighed on its share price. Uh, Coles looking pretty good. It was up by four-tenths of 1%. And Treasury Wine Estate was also ex-dividend today, so a loss of around 2% there.
0: Moving on to the telcos now, let's see what we've got there. And uh, Telstra up 1.5%. It was ex-div yesterday, so I mm. suppose uh, creeping back above four bucks, but it is down uh, about 30 cents since the start of the month. Um, otherwise, a bit mixed. Aussie Broadband down three and a half percent. I don't know if that went ex-div or but it was certainly a stock that flew off the back of its results. So even if that was yeah, a little you bit spoke of a dip,
1: to the CEO, I did, didn't and I enjoyed you? that
0: thoroughly. I, yeah, I,
1: I enjoyed your interview too.
0: Yeah, I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Um, some of the telcos there moving as well. TPG Telecom, I guess, topping the list from that perspective. But we flagged it. It was the last day of reporting season. And a few names, uh, stragglers perhaps, uh, reporting today. IGO might have been the biggest one. Mm. And um, I think it was actually largely responded to fairly well by investors. And a lot of that was probably to do with the fact that they did pay out a special dividend of $0.16 per share. Took the full year dividend to about $0.74 from memory. Um, Maybe... Providing a little bit of a sweetener after that calamity in terms of the impairment cost at its, uh, I think it was Western Areas mine, if yeah. off the top of my head, that was that was big. But um, the share price up today uh, off the back of those results.
1: Yeah, let's have a look also in the mining space at Sandfire Resources. Uh, a stat loss there after tax of fifty three point seven million US dollars, underlying earnings loss of forty five point three million US. That was versus its profit of one hundred and thirty eight, well just under one hundred and thirty nine million. No final dividend declared as you would expect when you're looking at those kind of numbers. But they did look at what their spending plans for full year 24 are going to be and gave a guidance there of around $255 million. So uh, that was one company that certainly had a, a bit of a miss as well when it came to its numbers.
0: Yeah, OK. So let's move on once again. And uh, we're going to take a look at Austell now. I didn't give a close eye in terms of the share price response, I have to say, but it was a uh, net loss of 13.8. Million dollars, uh, FY24. I suppose we look ahead for when it comes to Austell, see if the, the conditions are expected to pr- improve at all. Uh, An eight to ten percent lift in uh, revenue and three to four percent lift in underlying EBITDA expected. Um, this is one stock that, whenever uh, it's brought up on the on the channel, it always seems to be um, well never too um, well liked. I, mm. I, I think it's just a, a, a risky business model, I suppose. Um, so I, again, we'll probably keep an eye on, um, or we'll probably yeah. get an update in a second on ter- in terms of where the share price uh, went, but uh, mm-hmm. there you go, there's Austal.
1: And let's have a look at Harvey Norman because, of course, this is our stock of the day, but a a really big one there. net profit of $539.5 million, revenue coming in at $9.19 billion versus uh, last year $9.56 billion, and it did cut its dividend. Uh, It says it's on track to opening eight stores in Malaysia in full year 24, but this is, you know, I guess all, all that kind of point. I was talking to Justin Smirk from Westpac earlier. Are the consumers helping the RBA kind of, in a sense, do their job by cutting back? on big ticket items and it often is that when you stop buying things like fridges washing machines is that a sign of the overall economy and and the worry that people have for the economy um i have to say although it's not going to be reported in this financial year but next year i will have contributed to that because my (laughs) god when you come back from overseas and you have to buy a fridge a washing machine a dryer thanks harvey
0: well, you're obviously an Australian, but you must be one of those sort of uh, migrants or, or inflow of population that everyone's shaking their hands out that uh, making everything uh, all, all expensive for us.
1: Oh, okay. Thanks. Well, I, I'm just still in shock because I've been overseas for so long that yeah. you have to buy your own fridge and washing machine and they don't come with, with the apartment like they do. Anyway, moving on, let's talk more <laughs> about the stock of the day.
0: We will. And uh, actually, Dania Curier was at the helm of the show and she had a chat with Josh Bark from Macro Capital as well as Grady Wolf from Bell Direct. Norman is operating in a similar space and their results are pretty poor yeah so given that um, I'm actually going with a sell um, also diving into the results quickly this morning uh, operating expenses are up 8.1% so with that in the company have tried to well they have said that that's on the back of um, COVID restrictions easing and coming back into opening stores but no one none of the other retailers are really reporting this and they're all operating in the same environment mm-hmm. so uh, cost control is a really big factor in uh, when you're analysing a stock. So, the fact that it's up 8.1% is not an impressive figure. Um, and then, yeah, dividends are a massive pick for this reporting season and mm. investors will be very unhappy to see 33% down this yeah. year. So, yeah, that's not impressive at all. it so- been pretty uh, bearish on, on the retail stocks for quite some time um, and Harvey Norman's no exception to that. Um, The expectations were pretty low on the stock, so I guess that's why we're seeing a slight rise today. It did come in above those. The dividends was largely expected, um, but they did increase their overall net assets thanks to their property portfolio. So that's what they've sort of chosen to focus on, um, and I think that's helping counteract uh, a lot of the negativity around the actual numbers a little bit today. So um happy to hold, but I'd probably be looking to work the sell side. Um, it's recovering, but um, yeah, not a name that we'd like to be in overall. Yeah, okay. So not a very um, positive appraisal at all for, for yeah. Harvey Norman, maybe not the time of the cycle for that one. Um, we'll have to wait and see. But perhaps we'll get uh, his appraisal now on the stock and well earnings season more generally speaking. David Lane from Audemannet is standing by. Uh, David, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, Fiddling enough, fittingly enough too on the final day of reporting season. May as well start with our stock of the day. Do you like Harvey Norman? And uh, on top of that, looking back over the last month, what are your key takeaways? <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, Harvey Norman, it's uh, its one of those ones that um, it, it's really more about the the beat rather than the actual result itself. So the result was down about 30% as far as the, the profit's concerned. But because expectations were so low, they, they actually beat those expectations. So hence we saw the share price rising today. Um, it's a stock that, you know, similar to the, uh, to the experts on the call, we've got a whole recommendation on it, think that it's probably – reasonable price at current levels or fairly fully priced, I suppose, at current levels. Um, it's partly a retailer, but it's also partly a property stock. And when you look at the result today, um, yeah, there, there was a, a reduction in some of the valuations of their properties as well, because they run a franchise model different to a lot of the other uh, retailers. So, yeah, if you've got it in your portfolio, again, similar to the to the experts, I'd be holding it, um, but I can't really see that uh, I'd be buying it at current levels.
1: David, just to uh, the other point, how would you rate the overall reporting season? We we're talking about a third basically being a beat and a third being a miss.
2: Yeah, uh, probably, oh, I, I don't know, a, a, a C, a B plus <laughs> as far as the, the overall uh,
1: Needs improvement. reporting
2: season is concerned. Um, Have to say, though, the expectations about reporting season were were reasonably muted going into it. So in some respects, we've probably come out a little bit better than, than what the market was anticipating. Um, But as you said, it's been a very, very volatile. So it's been very company specific. We've seen a lot of uh, movement, not so much in the index itself, but in the individual share prices. So uh, those that have come out with with good results have been um, favoured by investors, but some have been punished. Um, So, yeah, probably a a reasonable outcome overall, Um, but yeah, a, a stock picker's market. Indeed. Uh, just some of the stocks that we did get today, I guess it
0: did tie into kind of some of those green metals and uh, that kind of uh, overall kind of green thematic in the form of uh, IGO and also to an extent Karoon, uh, sorry, not Karoon, uh, Sandfire as well, which is quickly becoming yep. people's chosen play on copper. Any key takeaways there, especially, I guess the odd view as to whether they offer any value at current uh, current prices?
2: Yeah, well, IGO, as you said, was a, a good result. Um, they've increased their dividend and, and paying a, a decent dividend there. Uh, it's not a stock that, that we actually cover officially, but the, the result, as far as the, the market was concerned, was, was a positive one. Um, and again, Sandfire, slightly positive, Um their result was was a little bit better than than what the expectations were. We saw the share pricing increase a little bit today. Um, we actually do like Sandfire as as far as uh, an exposure to to that copper market. Um, so we've got an accumulate recommendation on that. Um, our analyst will be reviewing it in more detail and, and come up with a, an updated recommendation overnight. But uh, at the moment, his initial view was that the, the result was quite a good one.
1: Look at Qantas, I mean, down almost 3% today on the back of that C action. Longer term, though, I mean, it was a really good result from Qantas. Is this just kind of yeah. a, a sell the fact story today?
2: <laughs> I think so, yes. And and was actually looking at, at um yeah, the the fact that I was Uh, lucky or smart to sell uh, Qantas around 6.75 for a number of clients um, earlier in the month that, you know, really we think that Qantas has had a great result, but it's probably seen the best environment that it could have possibly had. Um, There is definitely still a lot of pent-up demand for travel, but as we've been seeing, there's a lot of political pressure on not only Qantas, but the overall industry to look at their, their pricing. Um, the ACCC case today won't help it. So, uh, yeah, we've got a whole recommendation on Qantas, but, yeah, I think we'll, we'll see a fair bit of share price pressure or pressure on their share price in the near future um, so we actually like some of the other travel stocks the likes of flight center which came out with a good result uh, webjet we still think is is very good value as well so i'd probably be playing those rather than through qantas
0: david great to get your insights to wrap up the reporting period i hope you do get a well-earned break i'm sure it's been uh, well twice <laughs> as busy for you as it's been for us so uh, we'll talk again soon david Lane there from we
2: will do thanks very much appreciate it
0: Okay, let's get across the leaders and laggards now, of course, starting with the leaders. And uh, well, what are we looking at there? IGO, a late rally. It was uh, off to a good start, but certainly pushing higher throughout the session, obviously, David. Just mentioning there, uh, ORDS doesn't mind the look of the stock. Still looking to update potentially its recommendation on the base of to- basis of today's results. But that, um, well, special dividend from the company certainly uh, helping heal the wounds of that surprise impairment charge the business sustained at one of that... Those key minds that it managed to acquire over the last 12 months, but um, uh, Juliet. Harvey Norman on there as well. So, as David was saying, um, sure, not a great set of numbers objectively, but still maybe a little better than expected.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that was always kind of the interesting thing, isn't it, when uh, you've got such a bad news story kind of factored in. If there is a little bit coming through in terms of the upside, then people will buy in. So, 4.7% pop there coming through for Harvey Norman. Uh, Life 360 is another stock that did really well today. It was up by almost 4% 4% on the close. So some very big large cap market leaders coming through there on what is, as you mentioned, also the final day of the month. So perhaps a little bit uh, of some window dressing there too.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, guys, now let's take a look across those. Whitehaven call, I think that might have gone active to too, mind Yes, you. it did. Um, so a pretty chunky sell-off off the back of that, but nevertheless down 9.5%, certainly well off the highs of last year when we were uh, everyone was getting very excited about coal once again, and it was above 10 bucks per share. Santa Mining has been a roller coaster this week. It's Managing Director abruptly stepping down off 30% at different stages, uh, or actually off 30% in a day on Monday. Uh, Bounced back a little bit, but uh, down once again. Can't say that's necessarily a lithium story though. There has been some strength across some of those other lithium names today. Meanwhile, Webjet also off by 6.45%. Magellan Mm. off by a similar margin. Chalice Mining is actually down by around 30% in the last 12 months. And this is where these uh, mining stocks can sometimes get a little bit uh, confusing for little old me. Uh, It takes an engineering degree to seemingly understand (laughs) them sometimes, but (laughs) there was an issue with the prospecting, I think they did A scoping study and uh, maybe some questions around the value that they placed on the palladium that uh, they scoped out so um, again wouldn't uh, be able to tell you much more than that but it's down by another five point three percent which basically takes the drop uh, in the share price uh, to about a third in the space of 24 hours So pretty painful there for chalice mining and let's get a quick look at the small cap leaders and lay guys a bit of a game of bingo as it always is Um, Anyway, healthier. healthier. There you go. 80%. Healthier by name, healthier by nature, up by 80%, I guess. Um, I don't know if there's anything there necessarily. Obviously, it can just be a volatile stock.
1: It had record gains on mm. robust annual performance. I wrote that one down. So that was a very big uh, jump coming through in in what is the small cap space. Uh, 29 Metals Limited also looking pretty good. Again, there of around 19%. There was some quite big moves coming through in some of these small caps that aren't even listed on, on the top five that we have there too. I was also looking at Airtasker set for mm. its best day in about 3 months months so it saw its annual loss narrow uh, so it was one of the, the front runners too. Nexted there is up by an impressive 35% on the close so of course small moves in the small caps mean some really big percentage gains.
0: Yeah absolutely. Um, Lagard's now in the small cap space quickly proves that's main farm, next science, potential energy, 40S memory just moves uh, like you wouldn't believe it was up. I think it was you and I sitting here last week when it was up 100% on the day. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, that's the, the small caps there. Again, also wrapping up, of course, reporting. Season. Well, let's take a quick gander on what's on over tonight. Uh, what's on overnight, and uh, well, things get pretty well, not necessarily hairy, but pretty, pretty busy over the next twenty-four hours. Starting off with uh, the USPCE data.
1: Yeah, USPCE for July, and and also Eurozone unemployment figures, which are going to give us a, a pulse check as well for what's happening uh, with the with the Eurozone. Of course, we heard from Christine Lagarde at uh, Jackson Hole, and that is a story that we should be watching in detail too. The slowdown of the Eurozone. Uh, but the the main one, of course, for this week is really going to be those payrolls numbers. So you would expect that it would be a little bit of a, a cautious trade on Wall Street ahead of those, which are going to come through, of course, on Friday.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh as we said off the top, as the case is here in the United States, the final day of the month, so all kinds of interesting things can happen uh, with all of this going on. Um, last but not least, let's see how we're going to wrap up the day tomorrow. And what data that we do have, global manufacturing PMIs, I think that's the final yeah. point there. So, just a <laughs> bit of confirmation on perhaps uh, the, the flash figures that we did get. X Dividend uh, will be interesting to watch. Uh, Coles, Aluka, and uh, what's this LH? I've forgotten off the Is subway. that
1: Silver? Uh, gosh, Silk Logistics Holdings, oh, yes. so delivering solutions. So, the logistics services provider uh, also going X Div tomorrow
0: and some uh, well interesting housing data of course the first of the month, so we'll get those core logic numbers that everyone likes to follow uh, talking to a few folks actually mm. uh, uh, at uh, just behind the scenes here suggesting that things are really starting to, to ramp up again in terms of loan demand yeah um, so talking to some brokers so that's really really interesting somebody to keep an eye on and see if that's manifesting in the data in august but again that's uh for tomorrow first day of spring
1: yeah, I can't believe back. it. Yeah, I know
0: September, right?
1: I've had a month of basically winter, and now back to hopefully some.
0: Yeah, nice well, you you do, did you dodge winter?
1: I dodged most of it. I mean, I've mm. dodged winter for six years, Kyle, living <laughs> yeah, in Singapore, right? Yeah, exactly. And so then Equatorial, I found right? all these. Uh, you know, jumpers and jackets. And I was like, this is new and different, but um, a month is enough. Looking forward to spring.
0: <laughs> yeah, without a doubt, we'll, uh, we'll bring that on. But uh, as you can probably tell us recently, there's the, uh, the hay fever for you. Uh, nevertheless, let's wrap things up there. Uh, again, you can catch up on all the news and interviews on your website. Now, let's get a final market check just before we do finally say goodbye. And uh, the CBO 200 was up a fraction by the end of trade. And the a 200 has finished up by 0.1%, above mm. 7,300, so uh, we'll take it if no other reason than now. Uh, above that sort of stuff. I think
1: it could have right been there. a lot higher if you didn't have some of those big stocks like yeah. Woodside, Woolworths, going ex-div. I mean, BHP, CBA, both up by about a third of 1%, West Farm is up 1.5%, so take it as a win anyway.
0: Absolutely. Um, and actually, you know what, while we're at it, I'll just uh, see where we finish the month of August because it is the 31st, and uh, we've mar- managed to narrow the loss uh, by virtue of this uh, fairly strong performance this week. So 1.4%. So not as bad as it certainly could have been. But um, anyway, again, we'll pick it up tomorrow. <laughs> have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow morning.
1: See
2: you.